I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. Not getting a real under control vibe here. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. He's not a monster, Gaston. You are. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we were just asked by our wonderful studio operator, Ty, whether or not we were here to break in the new year. And I said, no, we are simply here to break the new year. I thought we had to demolish the old year first. We did. Oh. And we're just already working. We're getting a little leg up on the new year. It is funny how Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve has both fallen on the Friday. I know. And and, uh, two of the three major storms have happened to try to thwart the movie show. By the way, I talked to my brother up in Mammoth. Is he talking to you now? <laughs> uh, barely. I don't know if you can get a signal out. 19 feet. 19 feet of snow? Yeah. Holy cow. That's, that's, just, that's insanity. That is insanity. Well, here we are, the movie show, and if we are going to be good kids and stay on format today... We first of all ought well, to acknowledge. Why would we start? I know. I don't. That, Is this that, a new leaf? You're that turning would over? wreck the new year, wouldn't it? Okay, so we need to acknowledge first of all the founder of our feast here. We are hanging out with the great people of my hearing centers. We are indeed. They opened their doors early today. <laughs> they have welcomed us. They hid their cars. I thought they, they hid weren't their here. Cars. They tried to pretend like they weren't here, but we showed up anyway. So they thought, ah, I guess we better get out and open the. Doors to I the did panic floor. a little when I drove up. Yeah, there was nobody no, I, here. Like I get a phone call. And I'm out digging my car out, and uh, Steve's Doug. going, "There's nobody here." Did I sound like that? Did I? <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of did. Okay, should we do? Uh, should we do the movie show open, which is formatted and by law we're required. We're supposed to, to and it's sponsored. Of course, then. I know. Call Climate Services. Here is the movie show preview. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Uh, well, let's just put it this way. The big movies kind of opened in the previous couple of weeks, but we do have the tragedy of Macbeth. This is showing where over at the Broadway? Broadway and at the Century 16. Ooh, okay. So we'll be uh, reviewing that. But lest you think that we shan't be talking movies. We're going to talk about the uh, best movies of the year. You know, how about we do it this way? Our favorite movies. Favorite movies. Uh, because I always hate it when... Uh, best, yeah. Yeah, best sounds like... I know. Well, I have declared... I know. I put, I put together a list, and I start off with the couple that I really, really liked. Yeah. And then down below, you go, oh, is that number eight, or is that number six, or is that number nine? I don't even do that yeah, anymore. I, I, I know. Well, I did when I used to write for The Standard, but... Because, you know, they love lists. They had standards. Well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. For 17 you know, years. I, 
Yeah. I did that. You're not so. going to tell the story, are you? No. Okay. All right. So, uh, and then, by the way, you know, I was just thinking about this when we were kind of putting together the holiday versions of the movie show. And a couple of weeks ago, we uh, spent several hours at the Megaplex Jordan Commons Theater in a conference room. Were we in the Hemingway room? I can't remember which I think one. it was. I think it was the Hemingway room. And oh, Jeff Whipple and Blake and everybody, they just pulled out the, the stops for us. And all of the members of the Utah Film Critics Association, you know, were there gathered. We had one that was uh, online with us. And we uh, just came up with our recommendation or the the movies that we like the most during the year. That's always an interesting experience. You and I tend to be a bit of outliers to say the... Well, we're old school. We're, and then the young kids. I like to think that we're just seasoned progressives. Ooh. You like that? Yeah. So... <laughs> you know, we're my, hip. We, we think we're hipper than we actually are. Yeah, right? a couple old guys, in other words. So anyway... We had a really good time and came up with a list. And I remember, and this is what sparked it. Scott Renshaw is our fearless leader right. and has been for the last little while and will be again next year. And uh, I remember when we did the voting on one and then he was posting them as we went. Yeah. He said, I've always ha already had a reaction. I can't remember which category it was and wh who reacted to oh, it. Remember that? Yeah, it was wasn't this screenplay for Mitchell's and Something the Machine? Something like that. Mitchell's versus the Machine. And then remember the year that we gave Best Actor to Sylvester Stallone, and we got a direct response, not that day, but later on from Well, I would slot. think that we also we gave it to Nick Cage this year. I know, Nick for Pig. And uh, so anyway. I, I thought, thought for sure he would. Yeah, what, drop by? No, well, at least <laughs> maybe send a bouquet or a bouquet i don't know i just think that he nuts. would at least acknowledge you know with with nicholas cage that would work out you know? nuts yeah I'd like a bunch sense. of nuts to be sent to the utah Mixed film nuts. critics association so anyway i thought it'd be interesting to talk to scott you know we've never really had a, a chance to really sit down with him and you know he has never made an appearance now we've had sean means and others but we've never had uh, had scott renshaw and being president of the utah film critics association i mean this is either going to be the greatest honor he's ever had, or it's going to just totally sink his reputation. I'm not sure. Well, I have to admit, I, I'm a big fan of his, and I don't often agree with him, but his reasoning, <laughs> when he explains why he loved a movie, it is dead on. But you know, out of all that and the positive things you just said, what will end up is, I don't often agree with him. Well, maybe often is not the right word, but I, when I do disagree with him, his reasonings are that's why I've always been with Sean, on. with Sean Means. I have an enormous respect for Sean. And, you know, sometimes I agree with him, sometimes I don't. But it's only a movie, and I appreciate his point of view. So, anyway, the bottom line is Scott Renshaw, the big kahuna, the president of the Utah Film Critics Association, will be joining us. And mostly I just wanted to find out what is the reaction to this list? Who pays attention to it? Where does it go? Who responds to it? And then we'll kind of run through who the, uh, the wieners were. Cool. So that's uh, coming up. What else have we got? We got movie news. We have got uh, D's quirky picks of the week. We have got streaming news. We have movie news, and we've got all kinds of stuff. By the way, I have a theory about Yellowstone's finale. Well, you know, there's a lot of speculation, including that several people are going to, or one at least, will bite the dust. Well, I don't know if they're going to bite the dust in this particular final episode, because, you know, Taylor loves to leave, leave the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. He definitely says somebody's going out in, in uh, season five. Uh -huh. But with Beth, the way she's kind of just 
Oh, I mean, geez. she's on a cliff, and, and Daddy said, "We're done." Yeah, she's going to do something really squirrely here. In the other life. thing that's being speculated is about Casey's wife, and whether or not now with kind of a new love emerging. Oh, they can't bit. do that. I know. She's one of my favorite characters. Monica, isn't she, it you know, she's yeah, and she's she's not in every, you know, first uh, she had a much more prominent role earlier on. I wish she still did. But she is great. So I would but I think they're just that's just red herring. I think they're just messing with us and we're yeah. going to not have a clue. Just like last time you go everybody died. Have you seen the trailer though? Apparently Jimmy's old girlfriend confronts him. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> She's I not saw happy. That. She ain't happy. Okay, well, meanwhile, you can tell we're Yellowstone fans. <laughs> and, and, and this Sunday is the final episode for I this know. season. Season finale. So we got all that and much more to talk about here on the infamous movie show to ring out and ring in a new year. Yeah, we, we'll look ahead to see if maybe some of the movies that you're anticipating in 2022. Like Avatar. And like Avatar finally, two. finally. Maybe we will actually see. You know, in that schedule, the top, gun. like the last two weeks of the year. Know, so it's still a mile away. Still a mile away. Yeah. But it's making movie news. Oh, it is something that Tom Cruise did for Avatar. No, no, this is for this is for Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> we're talking about two different things, which ain't unusual here on the movie show. Okay, on that note, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to check in with our friends at My Hearing Centers and much more coming up, so stay with us. It is 9.15 on New Year's Eve. The Movie Show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. On KSL News Radio 102.7 <laughs> FM and 1160 AM. You know, nothing says the Christmas season and starting off a new year like Psycho. Yeah. Speaks. Love it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like the argument, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Is Psycho a Christmas and New Year's Eve movie? No. No. Okay, meanwhile, back of the ranch. Speaking of the ranch, we are at the ranch today, and that is My Hearing Centers. Our friend Michelle is here with us. Got the short straw today, right? I feel pretty lucky, do I not? No, we yeah. feel lucky. See, yeah, you're honored. That's the way. Here. That's you're welcome. Way to look at it. We yeah. are. Hey, we got to talk about what's happening at my hearing centers, and you know, you think of all the things we ought to be doing as we kick off a new year. And boy, if you've been struggling with your hearing, or you have a friend, or someone, a dear one, your spouse, whomever, that is struggling with their hearing, this is the time. You know, it really is the time too, and especially being in kind of this mid post holiday season. A lot of us spent time around Christmas with family and friends, and, and you don't realize how much you missed out until you're sitting there in the midst of people, and they're, they're swapping stories, and you're sitting there and nodding going, I don't, I yeah. don't know what you're saying. Yeah, you're just not getting it. You know, yeah. I mean, I've been to Christmases where I've seen family members kind of sit in the corner and just nod, and I think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you really hear me, you know? Um, and I can't tell you how many patients we have come in our doors first thing in January who go, I didn't realize how much I was missing. Yeah. I didn't realize how much of Christmas, how much of Thanksgiving, how much of New Year's I just let pass me by because I didn't take the time to do something about my hearing. It's really sad. That's why we want to kick off this new year right. We want to get you hearing better. We want to make sure that you don't miss any of those moments coming up. Boy, absolutely. And there's so many things to anticipate. And, you know, when we were talking in September and October, we said, oh, you know, kind of get your act together for the Christmas and the holiday season so you can enjoy all the music and everything. Well, if you sadly didn't take that advice earlier on, 
you just went through another Christmas season, and don't lose another one coming up. And plus, there's all kinds of fun things just around the corner now. Yeah, and that's the best part is we've got that solution for you. We've got these brand new set of hearing aids, and they connect directly to your smartphone. They're fully rechargeable. They automatically adapt to the surroundings in your room. So if you're going to a Christmas party or a holiday outing with family and friends, you don't have to sit there and and make adjustments. It's doing it right on the fly. It's really incredible technology. Isn't that incredible? You know, we've talked about this technology over the last several visits we've had here at My Hearing Center. And it just makes sense when you can, the things you really want to hear, you hear. Mm -hmm. The background noise, it doesn't go away. It just goes down. It's it's really remarkable. This is the Signia AX that we're talking about. Now, the first 50 callers who schedule a hearing test, they'll be entered to win those very hearing aids or whichever hearing aids. Are yeah, if you're one of our first 50 callers, we'll go ahead and enter you into a drawing to win a set of those Signia AX. If you complete a 30-day trial, we'll give you a gift card to Olive Garden or Red Lobster. So really, there's no loss. And we, we often talk about that. There just is no downside to this. You know, come in and, uh, you know, have, have your hearing checked out, have your loved one's hearing checked out. I love the way you do it, too. You, you like to have familiar voices so you can test the person's hearing against the voices that they would normally hear, not just beeps. Yeah, that's the best part. You know, it's it's one thing for you to hear our voice, but we really want to make sure you can hear those loved ones, those family members, those friends. So we bring them in. We do very thorough testing to give you a full, kind of a full scape of what your hearing is like to make sure that we can dial yeah. it in just perfect for you. We'll be talking more about this throughout the uh, the morning, but do call now. Make sure you're among the, now they're looking for 100 people with uh, problems hearing to evaluate the Signia AX that we've been talking about. But if you're among the first 50 callers who do schedule that hearing test, You'll be entered to win the free set of hearing aids. And as Michelle mentioned, you'll automatically receive a a gift card to Red Lobster or Olive Garden when you complete the 30-day test, whether you buy or not. Mm -hmm. So there's no obligation at all. Now, here's the all-important number to call. You might want to just dial along with us. It's 801-7101. ought to give the right number here. 1629. That's 801-701-1629 for my hearing centers. All right. Let's take a little look at the movie called Tragedy of Macbeth. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. That lady is scary uh, I've seen this play before. I've seen the movie before. But I did one thing. So I was able to watch this on Apple uh, TV Plus screener, and I turned on the closed caption because sometimes that old English is a little tough to pick yeah. up. Dee and I do that occasionally. And I'm I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's what they, they're saying. And sometimes when you see the word, you can it makes more sense than, than just hearing it. I, I was mesmerized by this movie. First of all, it's Denzel Washington playing Macbeth. It's um, Francis McDormand playing Lady Macbeth. So you got some heavy hitters in here. Joel Cohen, her husband, directed this. It's not a Cohen Brothers movie, but Joel wanted to do this. 
Uh, and they did it all in Burbank, which I got to the end credits, and it's like very Moorish, black and white, and it, it kind of looks like a set, but man, the set pieces are so like angular and cool and perspective, and and I like looked like they shot it on the moors of Romania or somewhere, and it's like Burbank, no, wow, but I really learned, you know, I mean, the story of Macbeth is is one of of greed he wanted to be king and the king happened to be staying at his house and they decided well let's just take care of this boy and and then the and then the guilt starts to come in and man denzel is so good he's done a bunch of you know shakespearean plays over the years oh yeah you know much ado about nothing uh, othello i think he was emma thompson was in you know the much ado about nothing yeah and so he really he really wants to do uh king lear at some point but Mm. He is so good at this, and I just, I, admittedly, I'm not a big Shakespeare fan. I mean, I really, I really struggle with trying to f- make the words make sense. But this movie made complete sense to me. I, I give it a B plus. It is rated R because it's a very dark story. I mean, yeah. it's about murder, um, <laughs> but it, it's brilliantly done. I need a subtitle on that. Was that murder? Murder. Okay. Uh, now uh, it's rated R. It's playing at the Broadway and the Century 16, as far as I know. Uh, for now, and then in two weeks, it'll be on Apple TV Plus. Okay, you're going Shakespeare on us, huh? Well, I got to admit, I, I, I think the closed captions really helped, and I was really super focused, and I thought, I'm in. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. You know, seriously, if if you if you can get into it, and for you know, I mean the the straight up Shakespeare. You have to acquire it. You know, yeah. A lot of people tell me that about Dickens, too. But once you get into the rhythm of it and so on, it they are the – boy, talk about the, the greatest stories ever. Well, there's so much meat on the bone, too. Yeah. I mean, just the way they say things, and it's just so sly and cool. I mean, I thought, wow, I, I think I finally – Get the depth of what Shakespeare was trying to do. Well, people here. have no idea how often they're exposed to Shakespeare too in other, well, like West Side Story. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. You know, with a little different twist at at the end. So, well, we, there are also um, memorable lines, like you just heard there. You know, oh, something yeah. wicked this, this way, way comes. comes. <laughs> There's a whole movie about that. So, yeah, okay. very cool. All right. So it's showing at the Broadway and Century. 16. Okay. The one on in South Salt Lake. And you're giving it a B, B plus. plus. Yeah. And rated? It is rated R. Rated R. For its darkness. Oh, it's very dark. Okay. It is 928 here at KSL. Let's give you a little run-up of uh, what is coming your way. Uh, coming up next, we'll have our movie news. And then, of course, we'll also look uh, forward to 2022 the movie show top 10. Now, can you imagine anything on this New Year's Eve, setting the stage, exiting the old year, entering the new year, anything more appropriate than the movie show top 10 with its grandeur? Well, I'm thinking of all these people that are driving down to L.A. today in this snowstorm, and they go, all they need is one more thing to set them off. To <laughs> set them over the edge. And they'll be like, ah! No, no, no. It'll be that. This will be that comforting, warm balm that just rushes over them. Apparently, you don't actually God listen to it when you do it. <laughs> well, I'm in a in a state of rapture. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's, okay. that's absolutely it. I know your eyes roll back. Then. <laughs> These quirky picks, I'm looking forward to that. As I mentioned, the uh, president of the Utah Film Critics Association, our friend Scott Renshaw, 
will be joining us, and we'll talk uh, about the picks this year from the collective gaggle of Utah <laughs> film critics. We are an eclectic group, aren't we? You know what? And I, I do love it So because everybody, you know, they know what they're saying. When they express themselves about their movies, they are, it's heartfelt. There are passionate Passionate. People. Passionate people amongst the cut, and then we vote like eh, critics. Never mind. And then we vote and go, yeah, whatever. Okay, so all of that is coming up. Telephone torture with fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. It's all here on the movie show at KSL News Radio, coming to you from my hearing centers. And by the way, do call the number now. Make your appointment. Get off on the right foot. Uh, with uh, doing something about uh, hearing problems with you or within your family. It's 801-701-1629. The Movie Show. Mr. Burgundy, you are acting like a baby. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I am an anchor man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. <laughs> the Movie Show, coming to you from my hearing centers. Our friend Michelle is uh, joining us today. And let's talk about when people call today. They can make their appointment for, what, next week, maybe two weeks from now, any old time. Is that right? Yeah. So we've got openings. We know that the beginning of the year is a, an important time for people to come get their hearing checked. So we've got offices all throughout Utah. We go as far north as Ogden. We go as far south as Nephi. So really there's an office in every neighborhood because we know how important it is to not only get your hearing checked and be able to come in and, and get an appointment, but once you get hearing aids, there's a lot of little finesse that comes along with it to really tailor it to exactly what you need. You know, I remember right when we first got to know you guys, that, you know, the difference between buying it in a big box store or something where you go, hey, this, this looks good for you. You take it and then you, you wear it or, or you don't. And often it's you don't. And it's because when you make this kind of an investment, this is an ongoing thing because your hearing just doesn't all of a sudden tune up miraculously with the first shot with a brand new set of hearing aids even if they're the very best it takes some adjusting yeah you know it's kind of like if if you had a broken bone you got your cast off a doctor's not going to say hey go run a marathon tomorrow yeah you know no one would ever do that we know that that's just completely unrealistic and it's kind of the same with your hearing when you've lost some of that hearing if everything is turned on full blast it's going to be a little bit too much to take in so instead what we do is we just kind of make those minor adjustments week over week to really get it tuned up to where it's perfect for you but it's it's enough for your brain to adjust back to to what your normal level should be and you, know, you, you don't realize how much you've been missing otherwise they, people wouldn't do it yeah <laughs> when it gets to be too much that's when a lot of people go this is too noisy it's this overload. is too loud it's overload and then they go these, these don't work for me and well, then plus they, it makes so much sense what you mentioned you know when you do have a, an issue uh, uh, you know, a, a, a torn ligament or something like that that just hasn't been working right. You go through the physical therapy to, to get it back because you can't just all of a sudden bend your knee all the way at once or everything just goes south on you. Yeah, you know, if you tried to do that, you'd be like, I'm never going to run again. Yeah. And it's the same thing with hearing aids. You go, I'm never going to wear these again. Yeah. It's And that's something that's really important about hearing aids. It's not just about getting them fit, but it's about getting them fit properly. If those aren't adjusted perfectly for your hearing, it's more frustration than it's worth. And then people go, I've tried those. They don't work. They were miserable. Yeah, they're in a drawer. Yeah, they, they end up that's in a drawer. Right. And then a lot of people kind of remain hesitant for years and years, not realizing that had it been in the right hands, had you had a real partner in your hearing health, that you would have been been set for life. Right now you're looking for 100 people with hearing problems to evaluate the new Signia AX. And the first 50 callers, they're actually in a drawing to win. 
that you're yeah, hearing it. that's the best part. Tis the season of giving. We want to make sure that we take care of you. So once again, if you're one of those first 50 callers, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a set of one of these hearing aids and, and really change your life. And if you don't win, you still try the hearing aids risk-free for 30 days, we'll send you home with a gift card. So there's really no loss. <laughs> to Red Lobster or to Olive Garden, 20 offices, as uh, was mentioned a few moments ago, right here at My Hearing Centers. The number to call is 801 801- Seven zero one one six two nine. I know at the beginning of the year everybody's talking about resolutions and so on, blah blah blah. But boy, if there's one that you're going to follow up on, this ought to be it. This ought yeah. to be it. Take care of your hearing; it is so important. Eight zero one seven zero one one six two nine. My hearing centers. All right, let's do a little movie news. Here we go. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Okay, here's a timely story. Tom Cruise, Top Gun star, surprised the Ohio State University marching band with kudos and some gifts after they paid homage to his 1986 blockbuster film during the November halftime show. Though Cruz didn't appear in person, he sent a letter inviting the band en masse to a screening of the upcoming sequel Top Gun and uh, Maverick, of course. They got to see it? No, not yet. This will be an upcoming screening, I'm sure. T-shirts bearing the film's logo were liberally given out, and this is what Tom Cruise said. Thus saith the cruise. (laughs) Dear band, the Top Gun tribute was fantastic. What a phenomenal performance. Thank you so much. I'd love for you to be my guests for a special screening of Top Gun Maverick in Columbus this spring. And best of luck in the Ohio State University to your uh, Ohio State University in the Rose Bowl. Uh Now that we can disagree with. Yeah, we want to he's wish the for best. Ohio State. I know. Come on. What's he doing? Where's Where's the tribute to the Utes? But that's pretty cool that he'd do that. Notice some of their players aren't even playing in the game. It's like oh, this yeah. is a lose lose situation. If I go out there and break something, yeah, you know, and Utah is like, hey, it's a Rose Bowl. That's this right. is the biz- the biggest bowl game of of all of them. That's right. Step up. I don't think anybody's bailed out on the Utah side. I just of course not. We're Utes. Yeah. 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 Okay, what do you got, Stephen? You want me to do the Dwayne Johnson story or leave that for you? No, go ahead. Well, okay, so Dwayne Johnson says no to Fast and Furious 10. The thing is, he said no several months ago when they talked on the phone. Yeah. But he says what really ticked him off, he wrote like an open letter, and he said, oh, come on, man, come back. This is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah, Vin, sorry. Vin Diesel said, you my kids talk about Uncle Dwayne all the time. <laughs> and he brought up, you know, we made a commitment to Paul Walker, you know. Yeah, to, and, to make number 10 the best ever. Yeah, and he goes, oh, my gosh, this is a perfect example of Vin Diesel <laughs> manipulating, mm. trying to manipulate me. Is I'm not doing it. And Universal, I mean, Universal's behind that movie, but Dwayne Johnson also has a relationship with Universal, and Universal says, dude, don't worry about it. We... We'll do something else with you, yeah. but you don't have to do Fast and Furious 10. So are the kids weeping at Vin Diesel's Well, house? that's the thing. <laughs> that just infuriated Dwayne Johnson. He says, don't pull that crap on yeah. me, dude. Don't, you know, like the kids are like, oh, where's Uncle Dwayne? <laughs> Stop it. Okay. 
Adam McKay clarifies why a masked-up film crew actually appeared in Don't Look oh, Up. Oh, yeah. It's kind of an interesting story. Online speculation, like, you know, what happened? They screwed up, yeah. Editing error or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> even Ben Kohler posted a video on the platform where he showed, this is on TikTok, showed the frame in question titling the video Oopsie. But, well, you know, McKay said, good eye. But we left that blip of the crew in on purpose to commemorate the strange filming experience. So according now, here's to him, my question. Did he just come up with that on the fly? I don't know. I don't know. But he said he claims it was not a boo-boo. That's like the cup of coffee sitting on the, on the set of the Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, so this is yes. going to – you're going to love this. A movie coming out in, um, in February. It's yes. called Last Looks. It's – the first of movie of first of three a book series by about an L.A. detective retired. His name is Charlie Waldo, mm. played by Charlie Hoonan from uh, the the biker. What was the name of that? The biker what? The biker series. What wild hogs? <laughs> oh, Sons of Anarchy. That's it. Thank you. What wild hogs? Sorry, I couldn't think of it. No. So uh, he, but he's retired, <laughs> and he takes on the case of Alistair Pinch. No, who is played by. Mel Gibson. Oh. Who, get this, he's an eccentric actor. Who's no, really? Const- yeah. Who's constantly drunk on the set of his TV show. Uh-huh. Who turns out he is the prime suspect in his wife's murder. Subtitle on that? Murder. Murder. Okay. Got it. Uh, so February release for Last Looks with Charlie Hoonan <laughs> and Mel Gibson. Okay. Uh, Sundance making news. Sundance Film Festival is planning to offer COVID-19 vaccine booster shots to eligible in-person attendees. We knew that they were requiring the shots. But apparently, not just the proof of the three vaccinations and everything, they're kind of putting their vaccination where their mouth is and saying, okay, we... Uh, Now, this has not been formally announced, but in-person gatherings have been dropping like flies from the Hollywood calendars. And Sundance is going, oh, crap, what are we going to do? So they're doing everything humanly possible, proceeding with extreme cautions and even offering the booster shots. Well, that's a cool idea. So, And, Steve, this is going to be the final rendition of the segment of Nutty News that you look forward to throughout the oh, year. No. So we need the proper music from Yorgi Yorgison. There we go. His name really Yorgi? Yorgi Yorgison. See, here we go. Boy, is gone not since Christmas on that jolly holiday. Okay. See, the good thing is we not only get a great nutty news story here, and we get to hear Yorgi Yorgison, but somebody out there yeah, it's a $50 gift card to the Western Nut Company. And, you know, we actually have a couple of uh, nutty stories here. But since Nick Cage is, uh, you know, an edgy actor, but he says, no, 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 I prefer to be known as a thespian. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage, Academy Award winner. You think of the memorable fil- films that he's been on. Terrible movies like, I didn't like Face Off, but Leaving Las Vegas. I mean, you know, th- that is not my favorite movie, but wow, what a performance. And, you know, Adaptation. I mean, all kinds of movies that he's been in. Fun movies like Con Air. And, I mean, and Jiu-Jitsu. And the Coen Brothers, Raising Arizona. Well, Mandy. And, 
And of course, <laughs> Mandy. Oh, jeez. But pig. Pig. This year. But anyway, he said he doesn't like the term actor. He says, for me, it always implies, oh, he's a great actor, therefore he's a great liar. Ooh. I have no idea where that Where he came up with that. So, with the risk of sounding like a pretentious beep, <laughs> I like the word thespian, because thespian means you're going into your heart, or you're going into your imagination, or your memories, or your dreams, and you're bringing something back to communicate with the audience. Well, see, Stephen, I think... I've been enlightened by Nick Cage. I think that you and I are thespians, because we, too, are going into our hearts and looking into our uh, imaginations and our memories and our dreams in order to present this show each and every week. Well, I never really considered that. I hadn't either, but we are inspired by Nick once again. (laughs) Well, there you go. I can't wait to see that movie, the one with the, where he plays himself. Oh, yeah. What was the title of that thing? I can't remember. It's really cool. It's like the... Nick Nolde playing himself. What is it? We talked about that just a couple of weeks ago. I know. I've got it here. We'll come up with it. Oh, here it is. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Of massive talent. Uh Uh-huh. See that too. We have a lot in common with Nick Cage. Unbearable is the, you know, is unbearable the key might word there. be the key word. Massive talent might be something that could be edited out, but there's. A I lot. think unbearable and massive are the two words that something make sense like that. Okay, so there you have another rousing rendition of Nutty News, and we are going. Bye to bye, take, Yorgi. We are, we're just retiring him for another season. He shall come back. Yorgi Jorgensen. You got it. How old is he now? He's dead. <gasps> no, it's, I mean, he was releasing his hits on 78, Stephen. So? Well, unless he's 105. He's dead? I think Yorgi's dead. We need to double check that. Yorgi Jorgensen. Somebody looked that up back in the studio for us. Okay. Now we're looking for caller number. How about if we go caller number five? At KSL Talk, 5758255, and we shall bestow a $50 gift card on someone who is listening right now. That's nuts. $50? That's nuts. From the Western Nut Company. I tell you, they are the best. I think we all told we made about four trips into the Western Nut Company, two at the mothership, and then. I remember one time. Cleaned out the kiosk. We cleaned out the kiosk at Fashion Place a couple of times. But, oh, man, talk about And, boy, you know, for that for that great party you're going to tonight, you want to take along a hostess gift or something? Well, I only have about a third of them left in mine. Good. Do you want some more? Should I spread them around? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you go buy more, Stephen. Oh. That's how it happens. I thought I'd just wait for each Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yorgi died in 1956, Steve. We just got word. Well, that's pretty recent to just throw on to somebody like that. You know, I know. Are you going to get over it? 56. I don't know. I, he was born in 1908. We were to, Boy, he died fairly young, 48 years old. Well, I think it's probably his Just when you career. have that much talent. It's, it's like all geniuses. Shot him off the you stage. Know, it's... <laughs> That's cold. 
Okay, the Western Nut Company, we want to thank them each and every uh, Christmas season, New Year's season. Yeah, they, uh, they hang out with us <laughs> despite their better judgment here on the movie show. They are great, great friends, and, you know, just uh, Lauren and Lee and the, the whole crew there, they are the best. All right, it is 9.50 here at KSL News Radio. Brief break, and are you going to be okay now that you found out that Yorgi's dead? I'm going to need a minute. I knew he was dead, but I had no idea that 1956. And such talent. This way to spring it on me. Passing away at such a young age. Yeah. I don't know. Poor Steve. We're going to have to, we'll comfort him during this break. We'll be right back with more of the movie show. The Movie Show. Your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend, all right? And I doubt that she gave you the stink eye. That's just the way her face looks, you know? That's just her face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. 10 past 10 here at KSL News Radio. We're broadcasting today from my hearing centers, and we're really pleased to have. Uh, our friend Scott Renshaw, who is the president of the Utah Film Critics Association, uh, has been for the last several years, will be again for 2022. He does and, such a good job. It's just like, Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody just goes, <laughs> He's yeah, like, okay. I'm done. No problem. Scott, welcome to the movie show. You know, with your sterling reputation in the industry, in the community, Uh-oh. we're just hoping Uh-oh. that your reputation actually survives being a guest <laughs> on the movie show. I guess we'll find out the hard way. <laughs> That's right. We'll look, we'll look for the headlines in the City Weekly and see what what happens here. Hey, Scott, I thought this would be a great opportunity. It was uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, if I'm doing my math correctly, that we uh, all gathered. And uh, we talked about the best movies for 2021. Mm-hmm. And, again, this has been a unique year, not quite as unique as 2020. But I thought it would be really interesting for our movie show listeners to really hear more about the Utah Film Critics Association and then talk just a little bit about uh, what some of the selections were and how the mm-hmm. response has been. So maybe you could just bring our listeners up to speed. Tell us about the Film Critics Association. Uh, well, gosh, I, it's interesting because I think it actually got started at a time that I, I don't think I was actually part of it the first couple of years. I think we are going on... Is it fifteen? Is it twenty? Or I, I honestly, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, it's it's gone. It goes back a little bit. You know, predates my membership a little bit. But you know, there are. I believe now we have twenty-two members. Um, they represent print media. They represent radio. They represent television. They represent those who are you know primarily uh, sort of online services. So it's really the full spectrum of film coverage in you know the. 2020s media and you know it's really just a chance for for us to highlight what we think is important in in film throughout the year uh you know obviously there are a lot of these types of organizations around the country a lot of regional or city uh based organizations um and you know sometimes they have some very specific uh you know regional things that they focus on we hope to do that a little bit more um and I guess really the the one thing that we do that is you know very specific to us is the award that we um, that we launched three years ago now um, yeah. in honor of um, Jeff Weiss and uh, Jimmy Martin, two former members who passed on far too young, and we we designated a an award in their memory uh, for performances in science fiction, fantasy, and horror films. They were, you know, on the, the Geek Show podcast and, and the Geek Show, um, you know, really 
really big fans of genre films, and and we thought that was a really unique way to to recognize you know what they meant to us. And so you know that that I think is kind of a unique component to it. But but otherwise, you know, this is this is a group that you know I. I love I love what we've been, and I hope we do get a chance to talk about how kind of quirky we've been historically compared to some <laughs> of the the expectations. I was actually just looking back at some of our you know more unusual years, and it it really is it's it's fun to to change the conversation even for a day or two when we can do that. You know, it's interesting as I was listening to you reflect on your membership. I I, I have no clue, Steve, how long. I've been a member. If you if you ask me to, pin well, I'm pretty down, sure we were founding members because we've been sitting in these chairs forever. But I, I, I guess, but I don't know if it existed before. And it's been interesting too. Uh, Scott mentioned this the the evolution of because I mean blogging and the podcasts and you know the geek show and you know when I think of Jeff, I always think of him, of course, in in our sister organization of the Deseret News. Yeah. I think of Jimmy doing his uh, reviews on KSL Television Channel Five, and of course, you know, often, you know, we've all kind of bounced around a little bit, but you know, both of those individuals have been part of the the very the Bonneville family. I have so many great Jeff stories. I mean, yeah. he was such a good man, and exactly. Jimmy was just a kick. The quirky factors, you know, that's something that you you brought up, and and that's kind of the, the one of the interesting things about the Utah Film Critics Association. For example. How many organizations this year do you suppose gave best actor to Nicolas Cage for Pig? Are, are you aware of any others out there, Scott? I'm not, although, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's, I, it's far from the weirdest thing that we've ever done, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, I, it's funny because if you look at some of the, you know, the websites that start doing their predictions and prognostications about the Oscars and other awards, you know, they usually will have sort of their short list who they think the actual five nominees might be, and then maybe five below that and a few, you know, wild cards. And, you know, I've seen Nicolas Cage kind of floating around in that five below the expected. So it's not it's not one of those that's completely out of left field. But, you know, it, I think it's fair to say that we may not go out of our way to pick winners that are different, but there are times when if you're sitting there going, I'm weighing... You know, these two things I love, this in one hand and this in the other. Can I get one of these in the conversation that it might not be otherwise? And I think that that's a, a fair reason to, you know, if, if you really, if it really is just kind of a toss up for you in terms of your own personal, you know, preferences and your own personal loves, you know, bring, bring a little bit of attention to something that might not really be out there already. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, one of the reasons I thought it'd be fun to have this conversation today is during the course of our voting and uh, declaring winners, uh, there was, there was one category and Steve and I were trying to remember whether it was original screenplay or what it was. But I remember uh, after you had done the tally and you had actually, you were posting at, at the same time. Uh, that we actually got an immediate response. I remember mm-hmm. the year too that we got a response from Sly Stallone himself <laughs> when 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 we we went a little you know and and surprised people with a, a best actor there. What was it uh, this two weeks ago? It, it, it was the original screenplay category. It was for the because it was for the Mitchells versus the Machines again, kind of an unusual because animated films really don't often get that. I mean, I, I guess a couple of the Pixar films have gotten screenplay nominations in recent years, so it's not completely unusual. But, you know, this is, you know, it's a wonderful original screenplay. And, you know, this is, if that's what the award is saying. So anyways, I, we did get um, 
of recognition from one of the screenwriters um, at the just sort of in the middle was just co- uh, commenting on you know on, on the fact that that they've received this award and and I believe also because this is from the the same you know studio the same production company that um, Lord and Miller that that created the the Spider-Man film that we actually named Best Picture three years ago. Um, so I think that they're they're already aware that that we take animation seriously as yeah. you know it's not just it's not just something that gets its animation category and then isn't deserving of other recognition that animated films can be great and they can be deserving of those same kind of, of acknowledgments. Yeah, many of us believe that the you know fantasy and animation and even horror movies have been way way you know underrepresented appreciated. Let's put it that way in even in comedy. Hollywood. Yeah. Even oh, comedy, and comedy. And performance categories, you know, it, yep. it tends to be very serious dramas and things like that. And things will sneak in occasionally. You'll have your your oddball, you know, win for a, for a comedic performance like, uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going back, you know, almost 30 years now to think of Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. But yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't know if I can come up with anyone that's that's a lot more recent than that. But, you know, you'll get them very occasionally. But it's still this, you know, you have to. You know, put on 75 pounds or put on 30, you know, pounds of prosthetic makeup or do an impression of somebody famous or, you know, just be funny. That's hard enough. That's harder than putting on makeup in my impression. (laughs) Yeah. Who who was the who who was the person that on their deathbed said you know uh, you know that dying com- is easy comedy is comedy's hard. hard yeah I I can't yeah. remember who, who said that but oh I, gosh I don't either yeah but I, I think there's great truth to that R- refresh our memories I'm, I'm trying to remember was was it Sly Stallone himself got back to us didn't he when we I, I don't remember that well that I, I again I don't know what year that would have been that isn't specific in my memory and, and you know it's interesting because even if it's only been within the last you know several years that you know we would be on social media all the time as a lot of right. people are and, and putting these things on so you know when this organization was started you know 10 or so years ago we weren't necessarily you know live tweeting our award <laughs> winners um so yeah that that was interesting that you brought that up because i did not recall that one yeah, yeah. i remember a few years back we did we gave the best picture to drive and that's right. And people were like, "Whoa, way to go, Utah!" I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that is cool. Maybe you could uh, just run through some of the highlights of the list that we put together this year, Scott. Well, I mean, it's it's because this is a an aggregated list, you know. And there's no list that's going to be the favorite of every member, and you're going to look at that and go, "Oh, I wish that the runner-up had won, or yeah. know, that something else that we had been talking about had won." And it's, I think that's okay. I, I, I make my peace with that every year that, you know, my favorite doesn't win most of the time because that's just the way these things go. And you have, you know, five, you know, five nominees that we are considering internally. And, and some organizations make their nominees public. We don't necessarily do that. But um, so, you know, I, I think that it's, again, when you talk about putting things into the conversation that might not be, I love the fact that the cinematography award for the Green Knight, um, again, that's that's something that, you know, a lot of the other higher-profile best picture contenders are likely to be in there. A lot of the things that have their black and white cinematography and are going to get some attention. But the Green Knight was a really, you know, it it kind of came and went quickly. It was still in at a time when a lot of people weren't going to theaters. And but I just I love the fact that that was that's something that we could bring some attention to. You know, I love the fact that you have something like Flea, the uh, the Norwegian film 
that is you know under consideration in non-English language feature and animated feature and documentary feature. It's a really unusual thing. Now, again, that's getting a lot of attention from a lot of groups, but the fact that that one both non-English language feature and animated feature for us, I think, you know, speaks to how how unusual and, and how wide ranging its its you know its technical abilities were. And, and I think again, just when you talk about bringing something into the conversation that might not have been there, I think that you know most of our acting awards. I mean, other Cody Smith McPhee and The Power of the Dog is is kind of I, I think seems to be a favorite for for one of the, at least a nomination, if not actually winning the Supporting Actor Award. But uh, Anne Dowd in in the drama Mass about these two uh, couples that are getting together in the wake of a a school shooting. Um, Amelia Jones, the the lead female performance in CODA. And and we've already talked about Nicolas Cage. So I think all of those are performances that might not necessarily have been kind of at the top of lists, but I hope that, you know, bringing them out there means that they can actually be part of that conversation because they're all tremendous performances. Right. You know, one that I was really thrilled to see was the Bo Burnham. I think that kid is so <laughs> talented, and I was so thrilled. People are like, that can't win best score. That's not a score. Was... And, in, and in, in fairness, that was just a runner-up for us, so that didn't that wasn't the, the final winner. But, uh, you know, I think that it's it's worthwhile to at least say, you know, this is this is something different. Yeah. How you know? How do we find a way to recognize that that this might have fallen below the radar for a lot of people, especially yeah. when it's a Netflix right. only title? Right. Right. The the gathering of the cadre of critics is always interesting because boy, there are real passions, mm-hmm. and it's interesting mm-hmm. to see where the the passions lie, and you know, and, and who steps up and who says what, and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because uh, you know uh, I've I've heard almost every member of the uh, critics association say that they went in kind of uh, toss up on one and an argument made by somebody that yeah. you know really kind of made convince them to go to yeah. the other mm-hmm. way yeah well scott i i really appreciate you joining us here on the the movie show we'll have to check in more often and you know it was i i thought this year's was particularly interesting and the the titles we were talking about and the way things fell and as you mentioned we all walk out grousing about one title or another or one category or another but it's always interesting to see how things go by the way our crack movie show research department came up with this it was edmund so there you go we'll double check that scott thank you so much for joining us really appreciate on this christmas eve it's fun chatting with you Thank you, Doug and Steve, and Happy New Year to both of you. And may, may your reputation survive this brief <laughs> encounter with the movie show. The Movie Show. And what's with black? It's depressing. Looks like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're back. <laughs> We're just sitting here. We're replenishing. I knew you'd go for that apple fritter, Steve. I knew you'd. I knew that. Well, I just, if I eat it too early, I, it, it just crashes me. I can't finish the show. How do we I tell just when you're take crashed, a nap. by the way? I usually roll, my eyes roll back in my head like you do when you do the... <laughs> <laughs> when I do the what? <laughs> okay, it's going to be one of those kind of Or should shows, I go back uh, to my... <laughs> oh, no, don't do the... Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to disparage the movie show Top Ten? 
If you haven't figured this out by now, we have definitely been on the wrong page. Really? Yes. Well, it's just I so, mock you it's, regularly. It's Even just, your wife laughs. <laughs> well, she laughs at me all the time. What do you mean? Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, speaking, speaking of the movie show Top Ten, oh. this might just be the time to do it. What do you think? The threat shall be realized. And now... <laughs> Who said, oh, Paulette? You're turning on me now, too, huh? That's right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there are so few people in the hallowed halls here today that are going to be able to enjoy this thoroughly. Well, you know, just the way it is. Can we bring in some people off the street? Just. And now, Ty's <laughs> like. Ladies, Get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the movie show. Top you can't find it, can you? Ten! I'm turning the pages. <laughs> He's got a phone book in front of him. He's trying to find it. No, I've got it right here. Oh, page movie 65. Movie show top ten. Okay. <clears throat> Brought to you by our friends at Call Climate Services. Indeed. You were getting real close to needing to call Scott Call to hook me up with the natural gas that we're getting down in Eureka. Fancy. Pretty exciting. Okay. Now, the weekend box office. And then we have the domestic box office for 2021 here, too. So we got some big stuff. So number 10 is 83. What the heck is 83. 83 is the year, I, I'm surprised you didn't, don't know this as 1983. being 1983, as used to us, Mr. Sports. Yes. This is when India's World Cup cricket team won against a powerhouse West Indies team. They were two-time world champions. Well, I thought you were going to talk about 84. 84 is the big year for the BYU Cougars. I mean, come on. Was it 84? Yeah. Huh. I am Utah. Yeah, so 83 was the, Have the you cricket seen this? team. No, it's okay. two and a half hours long, <laughs> and it's a cricket movie. It's, uh, you know, if you want to see all of these movies usually play out at Jordan Landing. Right. For some reason, they have a huge following out there really? for Bollywood and Punjab and all these great films, okay. I'm sure. Okay. But no, I have not seen it. All right. It's a cricket nine. movie, though. Number nine. <laughs> great. Not the... <laughs> number nine. The, <laughs> number nine. Is Encanto. Encanto. Yeah. It's made just about ninety, you know, million dollars domestically. And what are the international numbers? One hundred and six. Okay. Uh, so it's just about to go over two hundred million. Two hundred. Yeah, that's not bad. That's Licorice great. Pizza, uh, out five weeks. It's you know done okay. It's made three million two hundred fifty thousand six hundred forty six dollars and twenty nine cents. Well, it's only on seven hundred eighty six screens. Yeah. Well, what can we say? So, yeah. A journal for Jordan. You like this movie? Yeah. Nobody's gone to see this, and yeah. it's sad because this is a very inspiring film about a loving couple. It was. It's Michael B. Jordan, and I can't I remember the young lady's name, but directed by Denzel. It, I mean, it's had no publicity at all, marketing at all. But a journal for Jordan is a wonderful film. I keep hoping that there'll be a little on West Side Story. But it's it's just kind of right there in the middle of the top ten. It's been out three weeks. It's made about twenty four million dollars domestically. What are the international numbers? Uh, Thirteen. It's almost at forty million. I think this is a movie that once I don't know. I think 
older people who would normally go see this film are hesitant, you know, with all the yeah. COVID and the variants, whatnot, that I think the, the legs will be there for this film. Well, I hope so. I hope so, because this is... If if I were to put a number one movie for 2021, and the, I have a lot of favorites, you know, that are packed right in there, the top three or four. Yeah. But I, push comes to shove for me, it's West Side Story. Mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go see West Side Story. It is so good. American Underdog is a number five, made about $6 million. Uh, yeah, it's at eight and a half uh, as of yesterday. No foreign yet, so it's 8.5. Yeah, The Kingsman. You know, doesn't it just kill you to think that The King's Man is doing better than West Side Story in its first week? You know, well, actually, not. But when you when you look at its its numbers, it's almost at ten million dollars in one week. That's just a little less than half. Well, of it does have a built-in audience. I, I mean, know, but still, it's such a it's a kind of creepy movie. You know? I didn't like it. I, I think like the tone either. shifts in that movie really upset me. And you know, here's another one. Matrix Resurrections. I mean, I get it. it. It's fascinating and everything, but it's already virtually tied with West Side Story, being out one week compared to the three weeks for West Side Story. Well, then you're not going to like this at all because the international numbers are at 44. I know it's almost 70 million dollars. I mean, I'm glad it's doing well. I just, I just think of the comparison. <laughs> yeah. it's, wow. Sing Two is doing really well. This uh, this little movie has made forty million dollars in its first week. That is amazing. Yeah, it's now up to as of yesterday fifty five million domestic, twenty six foreign. It's at eighty one million, and this is actually my favorite family film of the season. Yeah, and then this movie is killing it, just under a half a billion with its domestic numbers, $471 million, Spider-Man, No Way Home. And last week, we were at about $800 million. Has it gone over a billion yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, as of yesterday morning, it is now 536 domestic, 645 foreign. Oh, yeah. It's at one, almost $1.2 billion. It's making... Uh, on the average, about thirty million a day. Isn't that incredible? Just in domestic, <laughs> just amazing. It, I mean, it's gone from. Uh, it's the number twelve movie all time, already. Yeah. In ten in twelve days. Amazing, amazing. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the domestic box office numbers for the year, but I can tell you this already: Spider Man No Way Home is right at the top of that list, and it's only been out two weeks. Yeah. So it is the king of this entire year's box office with a two-week release. Yeah. Amazing. And, and especially with the, the advances in COVID. I, yeah. I, I, think it would, I thought it would hurt it, but kids are bulletproof. They go. Yep. They don't care. Yep. They're going to go see this movie all day long. Okay. And don't forget that the movie show Top Ten each and every week, primarily because of the grand opening segment that we do for telephone is that why you know, we do for, this you know the movie show top 10 uh, you know that's why scott call and the people of call climate services have just embraced this brilliant beautiful incredible segment wow no hyperbole there <laughs> there's no hyperbole <laughs> ever on this show thanks scott for sponsoring the movie show top 10 uh, and of course up there in centerville great people to call for your uh, heating needs at this time of year The Movie Show. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder.
on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Nerf herder. Leia. Wow. You kiss your mom with that Just kind of let it rip on that one. All right. I mentioned that we talk about domestic box office and kind of continue our, our movie show top ten here. And so let's uh, let's do that. These are the films that just made all the money, basically. The top ten in 2021. Ghostbusters Afterlife is number ten. Made just under $100 million. Free Guy. That you know that was a that, Actually, that was one uh, that's that, on my list. <laughs> I know that I'm I I left my list that I had prepared at home on a legal oh, no. pad. D, if you're leaving the house right now, no, she she's, she's gotta long be, gone. She's got to be long gone. But free guy has made 121, almost 122 million domestic. We're just talking domestic numbers here. Quiet Place Part Two. I really like that movie, and it made 160 million. No Time to Die—that's another one that I had down a little lower on my list. No Time to Die has made 160 million dollars. Eternals—I was not a big fan of that. That's on my worst list. 165 million. F9: The Fast Saga has made 175. Black Widow, 184. Venom. This is the one that has just blown me away. And Again, it's all driven by young, I know, young and, kids. And, well, not young kids, at, but at at the Megaplex theaters. I remember when Blake that first came out. We were interviewing Blake Anderson, the Big Kahuna, and he just said, "Venom is just killing it yeah. here." So, two hundred and thirteen million dollars. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has made about two hundred and twenty-five million, but it's Spider-Man that is just kicking it through the goalpost yeah the Drop. money that thing is making oh it's it's just incredible so you know it's made almost a half a billion dollars domestically what did you say the numbers were as of yesterday uh let's see the new numbers 536 536 uh, domestic 645 foreign uh we're looking at 1.2 right now and that is yeah uh, i looked at the averages it was making like 25 35 Forty million dollars a day, like on a Tuesday. I know, I know. I mean, it's nuts. It is. It is incredible. Spider-Man, No Way Home, and again. And by the way, that thank you, Spider-Man, because also what it does is says theaters are back. By the way, we love to see movies in a theater. Yeah, you know, I get a kick out the the theater that's closest to our home is uh, where the, just north of where the old Cottonwood Mall was, and that's the Megaplex VIP Theater. And I drive by there, and it's just so good to see when, when many other businesses are closed for the holidays. Right. They're, 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 you know, the parking lot is it's like the old days. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It really is. All right. We have just enough time before we hit the top of the hour to remind everybody that we're hanging out with our friends at My Hearing Centers. Michelle is here with us. And... The, she's doing the My Hearing Centers dance. Yeah. Are you doing the My Hearing Centers dance? Yeah. I mean, we're just the life of the party here at My Hearing Centers. They are. We're literally the only people in the building. Whoa. That's all we need. That's all That's we right. need. All it takes is me, Michelle, Lee, Paulette, and then you. Wow. You made the list. Congrats, yeah. Steve. This is like a, when you see the credits, you're like, yeah. uh-huh. playing boy six. That's right. Person hey, who credit is credit. picked up the baggage for Mr. Nicholas Cage. Or it could be like when they do the credits and an, and, and and the really big star at the end. 
Oh, is that it? That's how it works. It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Ah, uh, the quirky picks of the week, as we all do a little... Watusi. The Watusi. This is the Batusi, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not sure what Steve's doing over here, but I think there's a pill for it. Well, I'm sure the Virginia Reel is somewhere in your... Ooh, Ooh. David. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Aren't you going to tell one of us to eat glass? No, no. Okay. Yeah, we're reflecting on that series that we all like, but you don't like me to say Schitt's Creek. If you say it quick like that, it's you know it. it's spelled S C H. Why do you have to explain it every time? People, a lot of people have not seen this, and they're going, what "No, in no, the everybody world? had seen it, no. but you." <laughs> yeah, that, that's the reality. Yeah. Okay, well, I have yeah. to admit that we are in what season five now? Season five, right? And somewhere almost to the end of season. Somewhere five. at the end of season two, I started warming up to these folks. And I, I they think are an acquired taste. They kind of found a little bit of their humanity, and as they yeah. finally, you know, fit in a little bit, you know, and, and less condescending to the townspeople. Right. I'll, I'll tell you a though, bit more appreciative. I'll tell yeah. you though, the one character that still almost puts me is Moira. That just affects her weird it's, voice, it, and and it's interesting because she has kind of a cult following for that character. I you know, know and they love character. the accent and everything. And I just my go, niece went as her for Halloween. Oh, that would be a good couple one. years ago. Yeah, that would be a really back good when one. it was really popular before you, <laughs> back, you came know. on board. Well, see, I I I like to let it. Season. You know, season a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's like... You got dragged into that kicking and screaming. It's like a fine vintage. By the time I watch it, it has become what oh, it's supposed to be. Wow. I know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Eat glass, Doug. Okay. So, what have we got as the quirky picks? So, for the week... Um, one that I don't, I don't, I, I don't think you talked about, but there's been a lot of buzz about Don't Look Up. Oh, I really like this Oh, you movie. did talk about it initially, but yeah. I don't think we've you talked about it today because we just watched it this week. That's right. I like this movie a lot. I thought the performances were just amazing. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing. Well, I and Jennifer and the star power in Jennifer this Lawrence. thing. Jennifer, Jennifer is, yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. She was hilarious. Meryl Streep. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. the MAGA yeah. president. Oh, yeah. It's a Netflix movie, right? And it just Yeah, it came out in theaters a couple of weeks before. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's I, when yeah. we reviewed yeah. it yeah. when it came out in theaters. I don't know why and it just kind everybody of in the, me. I thought it was amazing and everybody in the theater with me was like, "Eh, that was terrible." I mean, I think the the biggest complaint was that uh, Adam McKay, the director, just kind of kept hitting us over the head with the idea that, you know, why aren't people looking up? There was a catastrophe, and the response was questionable. Well, I thought... Uh, does this sound familiar? You know? And, yeah, and exactly. And so, so was that comfortable? Not really. I no, thought it was no, a no. social commentary. It was. I mean, because over the last couple of years, the the... Unreality, the nonsensical well, stuff. not listening to science. That so many have unfortunately bought into is just frightening. And you think of with a major meteor the size of Mount Everest coming to us, and the way it's blown off, the way it's like basically they never use this this term, but fake news and all that and kind politicized. of stuff. Yeah. And politicized. Yeah. And Meryl Streep. She, oh, and you she hold off for the midterm crazy. election. Yeah. Obviously playing the opposite of who yeah. she is. Exactly. With her smoking and, and being so flamboyant. It, I, it's thought-provoking, and I think that I'll probably watch it again 
even though it's a parody and it's yeah. it's uncomfortable, but I think it's it's. But it, boy, it, the resolution of that movie was absolutely. Oh, I just thought, yeah, yeah. wow, it, that, it, it was it was impactful. When you have that that family dinner, basically, and, and the conversation is just about normal. Because so, how do you like your coffee or whatever? You know, because yeah. what's the plan? You know, I yeah. mean, you just might as well just. And w- yeah. what do you do? Do yeah. you, do you do just you do? run weeping into the streets and be hysterical, and or do you do. sit with your loved ones and just peacefully realize I, that? I know, yeah, that, that it, was really a thought-provoking impactful. movie. Don't look up on Netflix, yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. you stay all the way through the credits because there is a bizarre ending scene, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Those who might have escaped. Although my favorite scene in that movie was when they were having the rally and they're wearing the red hats. And and a guy looks (laughs) up and goes, what the hell is that? I know. And he gets upset. They lied to us. And you kind of go, oh, well, okay. Okay. Yeah. So don't look up. So that was interesting for us this week. And we uh, we also started the new season of Emily in Paris. Did you watch season one? I did. Part of it. This is season two. And I, I have friends that really like it. And. I'll probably go farther with it than Doug will, but I, I think it's I'm kind not of a strong. good sport, yeah, you know, yeah, trying I, trying to be that perfect, wonderful husband. At which go, you are. Yeah. Well, well that that's a given. Yeah, of course. But you know, yeah, it's not my. Yeah, favorite. I, I think it's not very strong this year. But the fashions are fabulous, and she's darling, Lily Collins. <laughs> Maybe that's why know. I bailed. See, that's the whole reason I watch is the fashions. You know, Lily Collins is Phil Collins's daughter yeah you know I the heard singer that, yeah, I and I was, who was he with uh, genesis or something like that yeah, yeah. so and then we watched uh, a 2021 movie that released earlier this year queen bees queen bees. do you remember that oh, amazing with, uh, cast ellen, ellen burston and james christopher Conn. lloyd Conn, yes yeah it you know at that first was a sweet little movie and i kept of, looking at jimmy Conn going oh wow oh, he didn't he didn't look yeah great. you know did, well no but i i Always seen him as that gruff guy in a movie. Yeah, yeah. For him to try to be that saccharine sweet just seemed. Well, well plus, I remember too. I I leaned over to Dee and I said, "It's hard for me to believe that this is Sonny Corleone." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, I think he'd had he'd had some physical challenges this year, which fit right in with the movie about. It's a senior citizen kind of movie, very poignant. It it's kind of billed as a rom com. I don't know if I'd call it a rom com. At first, but... I was just going, "Oh man, this this better." get more entertaining because right now this is bumming me out (laughs) you know how how did i word it when we were putting it together i said you know for anybody who is dealing this with this with an elderly person in their family or maybe even is getting to the age where they're kind of going is this going to be me and it it's a little right so it's a woman senior citizen who inadvertently sets her house on fire and and has to find another place to live temporarily and so she goes into a into a senior living which they have their own apartments and a lot of social life kind of a st george to the max or something like that anyway you know how that evolves there's kind of a mean girls table which is an amazing (laughs) cast also they actually use that term Oh yeah, you know, the, the four women the, at the bridge the table. Grouch. Yeah, and you know it, you sit in the wrong place at lunch, and you try to get involved in their bridge game, and they are, and they actually say that in the movie. You know, they're, they're like the mean girls. And, and well, Margaret they have those little clicks. Back. Even yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it goes through all of life. Right. So that's kind of the fun, the fun part, and it has a nice resolution. So it, it's it's a nice movie, Queen Bees. Yeah, and, I enjoyed um, it. Did we see that on Netflix or was that? I'm not sure. Amazon. We, we just watched sure. that, yeah. what, night before last? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's streaming. It's streaming yeah. someplace. Streaming someplace. <laughs> yeah. so. It's streaming out there so somewhere. So have you covered all, you've covered all of your favorites and least favorites? No, we no, haven't done yet. anything yet. Oh, do, yet. Do you want to know mine? Well, yeah. Or will I tip? Well, why, why don't you hang in? Um, okay. Well, well, I don't want to. 
rain on your parade or muddy the no. waters or you would be the rainbow. You're welcome on our to the parade. parade. Thank you. Gosh, you would I'm, be the sunshine. I'm joining the big time. The movie show. We've got two stories here. We've got a story about degenerate clergy, and we've got a story about a bunch of lawyers turning child abuse into a cottage industry. Now, which story do you want us to write? Because we're writing one of them. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Today on this New Year's Eve, we're originating the movie show from my hearing centers and the Signia AX. We have uh, been focused on this because we're encouraging people, 100 people with problems hearing, to evaluate this incredible new set of hearing aids. Let's talk about them. You mentioned the dual processing, but I was looking down the list of some of the features of this. I mean, how long it stays charged on a single charge. Tell us about the Signia AX. Yeah, so that's the neat thing about these hearing aids is I think there are also a ton of people out there who have hearing aids who also don't realize what they're missing. They don't realize how much technology has improved. So as we mentioned earlier, those dual processors work to kind of split up not just the background noise, but speech as well. So you have one processor that is solely working on background noise, of getting it to the right level so that it's manageable, while the other one is focusing on speech. And something that these Signia hearing aids also specialize in that I love uh, is own voice recognition. A lot of people who are current hearing aid users go, my voice just kind of sounds funny. I mean, we've all done it where we we plug our ears like we we hate the sound of our own voice right i mean i'm sure you guys are used to it you hear yourselves all the time on on radio but you know a lot of hearing aid sufferers don't they don't like how that sounds so how this hearing aid works is it talks between the two hearing aids to map your face map where the sound is coming from recognizing that as your own voice and making that sound more natural to you. These are really the most natural hearing aid sounds on the market that you can get. It's unbelievable. Isn't that amazing? That, the, the technology, even in the time that we've known you guys, yeah. and that's been years now, the progress that has been made. I remember yeah, when we first uh, started hanging out with you guys, you said, you know, we've made more progress in the last 10 years than we did in the previous 100 years. And I think of the progress that's been made just in the time that we've known you. And, you know, one of the things, a common complaint, is the, the charging of the batteries or the replacement of batteries. And am I reading this right? 36 hours of use on a single charge with the AX? Yeah, so that's the nice thing is that these hearing aids stay charged for a really long time. Now, it obviously depends if you're streaming or other stuff like that. That can right. affect your battery life a little bit. But it will definitely get you through the day. And the nice part about this charging case as well is the case itself holds multiple charge so let's say you go on a a quick camping trip over the weekend you don't need to worry about plugging those in you put them back in the charger and that charger itself will recharge your hearing aids it's just it's just amazing to me and when you think of you're mentioning Many of us, uh, you know, I, I think when I was around people when I was a kid, they were clunky. I mean, often they had the, the kind of the guts of it sitting in their shirt pocket or whatever, and then the wires going up to the ears, then they went wireless and so on. But now we are so ready to use earbuds, everybody. I mean, whether you're looking at an interview on, on cable television or you're walking down the street, everybody, we're all used to having devices in our ears now. So it's nowhere near the, 
I hate stigma. To use stigma that, that it once was. Yeah, and that's the funny thing, too, is there's so many people I talk to. I tell them, you know, I work in the hearing aid industry, and they think, oh, well, you know, do they. Well, you know, can I adjust it on, on my phone? Yeah, you can adjust it. They don't realize how many of these features are, are really packed into these devices, and they're just blown away when I when I go through the list of features. They've got wind control. They've got voice recognition. <laughs> yeah. They've got background things. You can make adjustments right on your phone. You can stream it to your phone. You can connect it to your TV. The list just goes on and on yeah. of these revolutionary devices. You hook don't want in to miss at out. the theater. Hook in at the movie I theater. I can't wait till you have, watching. like... Blink with your left eye and the volume goes up. <laughs> you know, they do have that recognition that you can like wave your hand next to your ear or like kind of just tap your tap actual it. ear yeah. and it will make adjustments. Similar to kind of how like AirPods work, you know, you, yeah. you tap it and it, it pauses. What? You do the same kind of thing. It's crazy. My, I know. My you don't hearing even know. centers. They're seeking a hundred people with problems uh, with hearing to evaluate the new Signia AX, which we have been talking about. If you're among the first 50 callers who schedule the hearing test, you'll be entered to win a free set of hearing aids. And at the end of the 30-day, whether you buy or not, there is no obligation to any of this. A free gift card to say thank you to the Red Lobster or Olive Garden. It's my hearing centers. Here's the number to call. It's 801 you're jotting this down? 801-701-1629. All right, Stephen. Sure. I think that we ought to talk about our favorite movies of the year. I'll invite uh, Dee to come back over and join us because she's she. you can tell she's been very anxious to share her favorite movies of 2021. Hmm. Well, so, all right. We shall see. And it, it takes quite a process to get the headset on and get it positioned just right so it's not touching her. You know, when she's very particular that she's way. She's very, we're, yeah, just, okay, you, you're, you're ready to go. I'm a prima donna about this. Oh, one of those. Okay, okay D. Yes. What is your favorite movie so far of 2021? You know, I have listened to you guys today, and so I don't want to uh, burst anybody's surprise, but West Side Story. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we polled this little group of three, that's it. That's the, the first number. movie I wrote down. It's the first movie I wrote down, too, West Side Story. I it's think, kind of a no-brainer. I want to go see it again. I recorded the old one the other day. I thought we'd do a little, yeah. you know, fun rama on it and watch it and go see the new one again. Everything about this movie and the beauty of it is how respectful it is of the first one, but yet subtle signatures all over this movie of Steven Spielberg and the the modern performers, but yet the movie set in the same era. I think there are different uh, different facts about the setting. There are some slight adjustments, even things taken out of order in yep. the movie compared to the first one. And changes th- the perspective of the film. I think this movie, as, as I mentioned to the film rep as we walked out of this film, I didn't dream this story could be more beautiful, more heartbreaking than the original. And Steven Spielberg pulled it off. There's an actual article in Variety, 12 things that you probably didn't realize that Spielberg put in West Side Story that wasn't in the original. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I'd like to read that because it stands alone, but it pays homage. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. It's respectful. It, it, yeah. And, and, and things that were a little odd before now are like completely fixed like it really bugged me about the dancing fighter guys you know the, mm-hmm. like they look like ballet dancers in the old movie and which was cool but now they look like they were like beating the crap out of each other 
but in an artful way, if that I makes agree sense. With you. I well, absolutely and that type agree. of thing, you know, break dancing, street dancing, street performers, everything that that has, and it's become, you know, a, a custom. Uh, to see performance on the street, to see, you know, otherwise, I mean, like little gangster type guys just spinning around doing yeah. all kinds of stuff on the street. So the era, I think the change of society has, right. has fit in. Well, just think well. of that's one scene of America in the movie. It's like, you know, in a dark room upstairs somewhere mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. dancing around. And then in Spielberg's movie, it's out on the street. Yeah, they're on the it's, rooftop depth in the first of one. field. I mean, it's just. Yep. I liked what you said about it, though, that you thought it would have legs and it will continue yes. to, to garner attendance because it should, yeah, you know, and, should. and a, a second viewing or a third. To a person, th- those who are still hesitant about going to theaters, the first one they want to see when they go back is West Side right. Story. West Side Story. I agree. So what's another choice of yours, Dean? Well, then I'm probably going to step outside of your box, but I, I quite liked A Quiet Place, too. I did, too. I, I, liked, I liked it movie. a lot. You do need to see A Quiet Place. One, somebody mentioned to me that they hadn't seen that. It does stand alone, but I, I liked them both, and I liked yeah. that movie. Yeah. That's number three on my list. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, it's that surprises me. I, I, I didn't know if it would be that acclaimed. Yep. What else have you got on your list? Well, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on the spot right now. This is going to... You are. Probably isn't going to be on anybody's list, but I like The Dig. The Dig. The Dig. On Netflix. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a sweet did, movie. Did that count as a 2021? Uh, yeah. I, think, I looked I it up it and did. it said 2021. I, Ray Fiennes. Ray Cor- Fiennes. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Because there was one that I, I was wondering about, and it it was on our 2020 uh, cadre list. And so some of those were right on the borderline. I love The Dig, too. And, you know, on, on my top uh, three or four, and, again, I'm, I'm not going to put these – other than West Side Story, I'm not going to put any, any particular yeah. interest. But Coda, I absolutely love that yeah. movie. Did you not like Coda? Did I see Coda? About the the uh, hearing girl in a no, non-hearing. no, no. I didn't. You see didn't that see one. that. Oh. Yeah. You know, some of those screenings, we other outside mortals weren't allowed. Yeah. So That's I, true. I think it was maybe when I wasn't allowed into. Yeah, so. Coda's number two on my list. Yeah. And then uh, I, too, A Quiet Place, too, I really liked. And, uh, I, you know, I, I was kind of mesmerized by The Power of the Dog. This is a tough movie, but Benedict Cumberbatch and the, the entire performing crew in, in this movie and the era of the movie, the way it was presented, you know, it's in Montana. It's uh, just after the, you know, the turn of the century. And, you know, Do you know where they shot it? I think I I heard where was it I'm trying to remember New Zealand New Zealand yeah oh, really? yeah you know it's interesting because 2020 saw News of the World which I thought yeah. was a, a really interesting period piece and I did sit down and watch all this but I did watch it with you and um, you know it, it's interesting how thoughtful they were about depicting the era right by the way speaking of uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, uh, in the new 1883, have you seen the second episode? I no. didn't watch it. No, I haven't. I haven't seen the second episode. He's in it. Episode. Is he? Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. He I, plays I, a, like a, a U.S. cavalry general. Let's something. take a break here. It's 11:31. We'll come back and we'll talk more about our favorite movies of the uh, the year. The movie show. I'm oh, sorry. What? I called you City Stuff. That was pretty close. That's, that's a lame nickname. That was good. Better than Jobin. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, we've been talking about the best movies of 2021. Our we, favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, our favorite movies. That's right. I think and that is a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 Okay, so West Side Story 
it, it's unanimous among this little group. Yeah. We we did, and I unabashedly put that at the top. And then, you know, the rest of them we can kind of By the way, I appreciate match. you fighting for that movie at the UFCA. Well, you know, it, it, you know, I, I, I usually am kind of quiet in those, you know, make a couple of comments here and there. There are those that have a comment on everything. but, but that <laughs> I didn't one, notice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that one, you know, it, it, that is worth fighting for. Well, you know? what set that up was one of the critics, instead of – saying what they wanted to win was going off on how bad West Side Story was. Oh, my goodness. And spent like five minutes or well, more and, talking and, about it. And that it, was, that it was Spielberg's deficiency and lack of, you know, basic creativity. And Yeah, I he just, just mailed oh it in. Goodness. Oh, and I just oh went, my oh, my goodness. goodness. And that's yeah. where Doug says, oh, hang on a second. So, anyway. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. So, okay. yeah, we're both, we're all unanimous on yeah. West Side Story. So, West Side Story, we talked about Coda. We've uh, talked about the power of the dog. I, I really like that. I know you weren't quite so warm on that. Well, I mean, I, under, I appreciated the movie because it didn't make me feel dumb. They did no. things in that film that I had to stop and go, whoa, yeah, they, what they, just happened here? It's really respectful of you paying attention. I want to see it again. The Tender Bar is, is kind of a... That's a, a good film. It, it's a sweet movie, and, and Affleck was just great in that film, and the supporting cast was And incredible. Ty Sheridan's always good. And Dune. I, Dune? I am not yeah. a... Dune aficionado, but I really liked Dune. So I liked Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yeah, I thought was you know of of all of the animated movies, and we had a really good year for animated movies. That was, I think, overall the most creative, and it's the one that caught me off guard. Well, I also, if as long as we're an animated, Raya and the Dragon, I really oh, loved. Raya and the Dragon was beautiful. It's just a gorgeous it was film. just a gorgeous film. Remember Nobody, the film with Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody uh, that, was great. I, I that was a fun movie for me. It was so violent, but yeah. hilarious. Oh gee, when when he's on the train, and oh my goodness, was it a train or a, a bus? It might have been a bus. Might have been a bus. And yeah. He's just taking everybody out. Oh, that was. He goes. You oh, always man. look on his face like, please come at me. Yeah, and when you know he's telling his war stories. Well, I was I was the accountant. Yeah, and you go. Yeah, the accountant is the guy that. Brings all the accounts right. Yeah. It's <laughs> a whole different thing. Free guy. I'm a sucker for free guy. Free guy was fun. I thought this was great. And, you know, and I put no time to die. I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but I thought it was a great ending to this era of Bond films. And yeah, I need to watch it again. I really, really like that. And then we've already mentioned the uh, Quiet Place 2. Well, the and one movie that was made locally down in Panquich, The Killing of Two Lovers, was, was a great Oh, was it Kanosh? That's Kanosh. right. Kanosh. That was really good. And then there were like Mass. Have you seen Mass? You guys need to see that. You, I think you have a, I think you have a screener. screener. For that. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I love. That's that a good one. Fun. I thought I thought about throwing that on too. I liked yep. In the Heights. I mean, I In the Heights. I, I yeah. didn't. Don't know if it made anybody's fun. list, but it was fun and it was yeah. well done. Uh, and then there's some documentaries, The Rescue, about the kids that were trapped in that cave, in uh, in Thailand. Yeah. And they were in there for like two weeks, and oh. it's all about how they got them. I remember it was when the it most chilling, and I even knew how the darn thing ended, yeah. and yeah. I still was like sitting on the edge of my seat. That Summer of Soul was a great documentary. Yeah. That Val, was a good one. Mm-hmm. Val was good. We the liked Beatles, it. we enjoyed Wonderful. that. Beatles yeah. Get Back, right? Yeah. Uh, Sing Two was a great little film, yeah. and yeah. I put The Last Duel on here. I thought. Last duel was even even though it, it, I got so tired of seeing the violence over and over, the assault, sexual yeah. assault over and over. But it was in many ways quite a masterful film. But it didn't make my short. And list. by the way, next week we have a movie called Drive My Car, 
which it was yeah. it's a three hour film. It's, of course, it is Japanese. this year. I know. Yeah. <laughs> going into another, but year, it's I also guess. on my list. It's a really interesting, well done film. We're going to take a break here. We're going to talk about some of the worst movies. But Dee, before you have to run, what what are the movies you really dislike? Well, this my year? disappointed movie was Dear Evan Hansen. I think there was so much expectation uh, for that, and I had tickets for it that were canceled. And then I was fine with that after I saw the movie. I beautiful music, but I thought the casting was mistimed or ill-timed or whichever. And uh, Because he was so much older than... Everybody seemed off to me. It just didn't work but, yeah, for me. Yeah, it didn't work. Really didn't See, work. I didn't know the background, so I kind of... It, it charmed me a little. Oh, it did? Yeah. I thought it was so depressing, but okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you, Diane. You're sure welcome. All right. Happy New Year. Happy Don't forget Housewives of the North Pole. Probably, probably not. <laughs> I'm waiting for probably Housewives not. of Eureka. <laughs> Oh. Well, keep waiting. What do you yeah. think? Hold your breath. The Real Housewives no, of, not me. of Eureka. All right. Hey, we're going to bring uh, Michelle on board. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the movies. And, you know, I fortunately, I, I pick and choose a little more than you do, and I, I don't go see every single thing. And But you've got a list there that is uh, quite remarkable. And I'll tell you what my biggest disappointment of the entire year was when we come back and i think we'll be on the same page with this get off my lawn yeah but get off my never mind my ranchero (laughs) or whatever it is the movie show i can see what you're trying to put off but i can see that it's just to keep people away from you it's a mask did you tell me the truth no probably not on ksl news radio 102.7 fm and 1160 a.m the movie show coming to you from my hearing centers today. The number is 801-701-1629. Do make that phone call before we hit the top of the hour. You'll be among the first 50 callers, and uh, you'll be eligible to win a free set of uh, hearing aids. All right, Stephen. Sir. We're talking about uh, our least desirable movies. Yeah, the disappointing. And, and I mean, and there are some that are just horrifically terrible. But this one, I think both you and I felt guilty when we pretty much <laughs> panned Clint Eastwood in Cry Macho, I was just so disappointed by this movie. I was I, in shock. I love Clint Eastwood. I think he's one of the best directors. I, I think some of my favorite all-time movies have been Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. And this one, I just cringed. Yeah, that is the worst. Well, my biggest disappointment. Uh, Halloween Kills also was on oh, there. That, that was a that horrible movie. movie. Yeah, Many Saints of Newark was just yeah. Eternals kind of set me on the wrong. Eternals, I was was really disappointed. But then again, I openly admit I've got a superhero overload right now that's really. Uh, and I'm sure going to get some backlash on this one. But the Kingsman, I thought the tone shifts in that movie were so yeah. awkwardly uncomfortable that I instantly turned my back on that movie at a crucial point in that film and i said no more no i'm more. done i'm done done anything else on your bad list? oh there's a ton a thunder force with uh, melissa mccarthy was a big early netflix movie yeah. uh that thing was awful spiral that they tried to revive this oh, i i i lasted i lasted for just a few minutes <laughs> yeah that's but right. you know oh man uh, after there's just so much torture and violence i'm i'm out of here and then tom and jerry uh, they again talk about once you know the source material, and they go, well, let's see if they work together. Uh, like, that's not what Tom and Jerry well, do. Don't you hate it when they take something that is kind of a childhood iconic cartoon and so on, and they ruin it? Yeah. 
They did that with the chipmunks. They did that with the Smurfs. <laughs> and now they've murdered Tom and Jerry. Oh, no. Unforgivable. Now, having said that, I did like Clifford the Big Red Dog. I did, too. I did, too. So they did that one right, so I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it just wouldn't be the movie show, and it would be a terrible thing. It would be negligence. We might even be liable. Yikes. If we didn't wrap up, you know, the program here, final movie show of the old year, Without telephone oh. torture, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right. Now, we know Vahe is not going to call in today because he won, so he's ineligible. That's right. Somebody, who was it last week? I can't remember. Is it Don? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a little telephone torture. And, Steve, we're going for caller number... i got like 28 fingers hanging out there. Four. We're going for four. He's doing this. No, what am I doing? I was thinking. I was emoting through my mental He's capacity. Got his shoes off. I was sending the message to you via the ether. Via Vahe. By, no, 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 no. That would take much longer. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, we've got two tickets to the Megaplex Theater. We've got two drinks. We've got tub popcorn that could be yours on we this need Ike. final day. Bring me Ike. Final day of the old year. So... Let's go to our phone line and find out who our first, our first potential winner first, is. Last. Hi, who's this? This is Steve. Steve. Oh, dear. Well, I'm a loser. Yeah, you got two things here. going against you here. You're number one, which makes you a loser. <laughs> and you've got the name of Steve. Yeah, how could you? I know. Slapping I'm parents. Out. <laughs> You're out. Okay, Ty, let's let's confirm that. I know how Ty Ty just slides in there gently. Just kind of slips it in there. He's great. Okay. Now we go back to our phone line, which, by the way, is KSL Talk. And let's find out who's lurking out there, just waiting, just clamoring to be another loser. Hi, who's this? (laughs) Michelle. Michelle. Okay. I'm a loser, yes. (laughs) She, She owned it. I think we so got, we got just, a Steve and a Michelle. Now we just need a Doug. Let's just. <laughs> Dougs are becoming rare. Ha 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 ha. Ah ha 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 ha. Let's just. Okay, Ty, hit the button. Because losing sucks. Yeah, nobody puts it down, just kind of to the bottom line, like the mailman. All right, back to the phone lines. And hi, who's this? This is Leslie. Leslie, you sound, you sound so chipper, you sound so happy, and, you know, there's no reason to be because you're a loser. Wow. Oh, shucks. Oh, okay. Sh- when I make a cartoon, you're in it. I mean, this, this woman's voice is perfect. You are perfect. But here, here's the good news for you. You, you can write about this in your diary you can tell the kids or your neighbors you can you can print up a card you were the final loser oh. on the movie show for 2021 okay loser <laughs> leslie loser ooh the double l's there we go yeah. okay ty hit that button well you're adorable leslie yeah. she was adorable that voice is any Bexer. Here we have this sweet loser oh, on the line. Jerk. Let's just face it. <laughs> okay, Ty, you heard that, and you know who said it. And you know why I said it. Go to ssales at ksl. Okay, now let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? 
Nicole. Nicole. All right. Now, Nicole, you realize that you are the last big wiener of 2021. All right. And you've won fabulous prizes worth up to? Dollars. Of course you have. You've won two tickets to the Megaplex Theaters. What movie are you going to go see? Um, I want to go see Journal for Jordan. Ooh, okay. Nice call. Getting into the cerebral category. Okay, you're going to see that movie. You're going to have two drinks to enjoy, and you will have a tub of popcorn. But before we can bestow all those goodies upon you, one little chore for you, and I'm sure you know what we need to do. Send it off to Old Blue Eyes. That's it. That's it. Send it off to Old Blue Eyes. Show's got happy feet. That's right. There's no theatrical background in your life. That's right. Hey, thanks to all the losers. Sincerely, all of you who listen to the movie show put up with us uh, throughout the year. If only we had a cool black t-shirt to give them. Well, yeah, you have a cool black t-shirt. Hey, we have just enough time here at the end of the program to thank our friends here at My Hearing Centers. Michelle, we've had so much fun. We miss you know, Matt and tell him hi. And, you well, don't miss Matt. We don't miss Matt. We yeah. got Michelle. Wow. Shut up, So Steve. easily you turn. Shh, shh. Let's, we love Matt. Let's. Well, there's one. <laughs> you know, someday I'm going to buy a Hannibal Lecter muzzle for Stephen. We'll just I still love Michelle. What are you talking about? Thank you. I'm honored. Hey, we've got just enough time to remind everybody they can still get in on everything we've talked about, right? Yeah, that's the nice part. We still have that drawing open to win a set of these revolutionary hearing aids and really kick off your 2022 on the right foot. Get your hearing tested. See where you're at. Try out these new hearing aids risk-free. If you try them out for 30 days, we'll send you home with that gift card to Red Lobster or Olive Garden, and you're entered in to win the drawing. I mean, where's the downside? There, there is no downside. And there are 20 offices in Utah from Ogden to Nephi, so odds are there's going to be one close to where you live or work or something that is convenient for you. And, you know, hopefully uh, you are in the drawing. And all you have to do, and there's still time, 801 701 1629 and make that phone call, make that appointment, and you'll be eligible to win. Very good odds of winning the Signia AX. Michelle, thank you so much. Have a very happy new year. You as well. Don't get too wild and crazy tonight, okay? No promises. We don't want to read about you. (laughs) No promises. No promises. Smart woman. Hey, that does it for the movie show. And again, really, we, we love all of you. Thank you so much for putting up with the nonsense here on the movie show. We have a great time, and we shall be back. That's a threat. Next week. That is a threat we shall follow through on. It is 12 o'clock noon. This is KSLFM Midvale, KSLAM Salt Lake City. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.